get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Happy to be joined by Steve Weich, NFL rather, network reporter, host of the Huddle and Flow podcast with Jim Trotter. You can check that out on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also give him a follow on Twitter at W-Y-C-H-E Weich. 89. Steve, always appreciate the time, my friend. How you doing today? I'm doing well. It's always great to talk to you guys. Absolutely. Happy to have you on in your hometown here in St. Louis. So let's start out with this Deshaun Watson situation because it's, to me, the most stunning story that could possibly come out of an NFL season. You've got one of the best young quarterbacks that we've seen in recent memory in the NFL, and he potentially wants out of Houston. What can you tell us about the latest on this story, and has has anything changed in his current situation? Well, nothing's really changed. I mean, you see some of these cryptic tweets he's putting out basically saying, get me out of here. And this is like the latest example of an athlete trying to use his leverage, his celebrity, and his status to get out. I mean, we see it all the time in the NBA where you have guaranteed contracts. But in the NFL where you don't have guaranteed contracts – you rarely see the player push back like this. But he knows after all the dysfunction that's gone on with that organization, he's it, right? He's the guy. You know, J.J. Watts, Popper, and all that, but Sean Watson's the guy who's going to be there, you know, well, supposedly for the next 10 years. But, you know, the, the ownership, Bob McNair, the longtime owner, died. He gave it to his son, Cal. And, you know, the inheritance doesn't always <laughs> – the next guy in line doesn't always do it like Pops did it. Mm-hmm. And as we're seeing, it's just not working out. I think Deshaun recognizes that there's definitely some work to be done on being kind, the way I'm phrasing that. Um, And, you know, he just doesn't like the fact that, you know, Cal told him, we want you to be part of this process, who we're going to talk to, this and that. And, look, it's not just just Deshaun Watson. You know, they they brought in Tony Dungy and all of these people to talk to this, this hiring process. And I've spoken to Tony Dungy. He's like, yeah, I mean, we barely had a conversation. So there's a lot of disenchantment. And, uh, you know, from everything I'm hearing, talking to officials with teams in the league, there there is tremendous dysfunction down there. I don't think they're going to end up trading Deshaun Watson, but you better believe a lot of teams are, are, are going fishing. and They're, put, they're probably going to put some pretty attractive bait in the water. Yeah, Steve, it seems like Houston has to go into, like, ultimate damage control here, and it it, it – also seems that they're doing that with the Eric B enemy interview who they weren't going to interview in the beginning process. So my question to you is, can they do damage control enough for this to make Deshaun Watson happy? Uh, great question. I mean, they, look, you know, I think because they invited him into the process, 
now's where the damage control comes in. Because, you know, look, the Packers weren't going to Aaron Rodgers and saying, hey, look, we're going to draft your your heir. We're going to draft the guy who's eventually going to – like they didn't they didn't put him, make him part of the process, but the Texans said they do that with Deshaun. So that, I think, is part of the disenchantment. So if they – look, here's the thing. They may offer Eric Bieniemy the job, right? He may not want it. He may see. He may say, "Look, I'm better off sticking with Patrick Mahomes for another year than dealing with the craziness that's going down there." So, you know, now they put themselves in, in such a, a tenuous situation that it's not. It may not be an attractive job. Someone's going to take it, but I just don't know if it's going to be able to pacify it to Sean Watson. But at the same time, the Texans have the ultimate hammer. They don't have to trade him. So then his next move would be like, well, I'm just not going to play, and then he's got to forfeit all that money. So this is this is a game of chicken that could that could get real, real dicey. I mean, we haven't seen – this is just the beginning of it right now. And it's – I mean, it's crazy, Steve, because, I mean, we're talking about a guy that is considered to be – and you, you certainly would know him better than I do, but from everything that I've read, everything that I've seen, everything that I've heard – Deshaun Watson is one of the best young men in the sport. So it's not like we're talking about some disgruntled employee that's just constantly uh, bleeping and moaning about his situation in Houston. He was a good soldier for years down there, and he thought he was going to be the face of the franchise moving forward. And things have gotten so bad for him, for Deshaun Watson, that we've arrived here. And that's that's one thing I don't want to lose sight of, because I think in these situations, a lot of the times fans take the side of ownership where it's like, oh, you've got another unhappy athlete that just doesn't like where he's at that's not the case for Deshaun at least from what I can tell that that is not happening in Houston right now and I'm, and I'm glad you brought up that point because this is an outstanding human being I mean he's a guy who doesn't say much he is not an arrogant guy he is beloved in that community and by his peers I mean remember this is a guy who kind of grew up about 50 miles outside of Atlanta he was homeless for a while I mean he is you know, his character is, is like, you know, like Warwick Dunn, you know, just one of these guys who's always on the community, no arrogance. So that's what that's what compounds kind of the disenchantment of what's going on with the ownership situation and leadership situation. We're talking to Steve Weish here on 101 ESPN NFL Network reporter and native St. Louis. And Steve, let's talk a little bit. He, um, Alex Ferrario asked you about Eric Bieniemy kind of tangentially there. I did want to ask you about the enemy because I'm I'm from KC. I'm a Chiefs fan at heart. I'm absolutely stunned. I I mean I love the fact that the enemy might be back with the Chiefs next year, but it it's ridiculous that he might be back next year. What's happened? How, no, how have we yeah. arrived at this place? It makes no sense. Um, it's it's really interesting. Um, well, part of it. Look, look. Let's just call it what it is. I mean, look. The the terms of the hiring cycle when it comes to diversity has been awful. I mean, and it and and look, talking to people, diverse candidates, people in the league, non-diverse candidates, they don't think the enemy is going to get offered the job down there. That means out of all these openings, out of seven openings, he's not going to get offered a job. Now, part of it is because the Chiefs go deep in the playoffs. This has hurt other people before, um, but the other part is people keep coming up with excuses not to hire Eric. Right? It is uh, he doesn't interview well. Um, he doesn't call plays. You know, people forget that Zach Taylor, the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, he never called plays. He never led a meeting with the Rams. He was the quarterback's coach. He led. He 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 met with the three quarterbacks. He never even met with the entire offense. Um, but he's he got a head coaching job. And let's not forget, Matt Nagy and Doug Peterson were not longtime play callers under Andy Reid. 
And, you know, Andy Reid has endorsed Eric Bieniemy. Patrick Mahomes has endorsed Eric Bieniemy, And he has, doesn't get a job. Yet, Joe Judge gets the New York Giants job after Bill Belichick makes one phone call to John Mara with the Giants. So it, it is just perplexing how an endorsement of a Super Bowl winning coach, a great coach of Andy Reid, the MVP, and Patrick Mahomes, doesn't work for Eric Bieniemy, but an endorsement from Bill Belichick works for a special teams coach. Oh, who, by the way, never called plays. So, again, it's, it's just one of these things. The goalpost absolutely move for diverse candidates. And for Eric Bieniemy, it, it, it is as confounding um, of a situation as I've, as I've ever seen in covering this league for as long as I have. You know, Steve, on top of the Bieniemy story and, of course, Deshaun Watson, this is going to be a really interesting offseason because of how many quarterback names are going to be out yep. there and how many available spots are out there. How do you see this offseason going, and do you really see that many changes when it comes to new faces with new organizations? There's going to be a ton of changes. I mean, first off, you know, you're going to have Drew Brees. He's done. Phil Rivers is out. So you're going to also fill those voids. You know, you don't know what's going to happen with Ben Roethlisberger. Um, and so so let's just assume those three are out. Uh, I think Tom Brady's going to come back. You already had issues. You know, like what are the Patriots going to do? What are the Panthers going to do? What is Washington going to do? So there's not going to be enough quarterbacks available, so to speak. I, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be available so the Niners have to find his replacement if that tends to be the case. We don't Deshaun Deshaun Watson. We talk that's going to be the big chess piece, right? Is, mm-hmm. is someone going to go there? And we know in the draft, Trevor Lawrence is going to probably head to Jacksonville. We think the Jets are going to keep Sam Darnold, so Justin Fields is going to be available. And uh, I'm blanking on the name of the quarterback from Brigham Young. Those are going to be your top three drafted quarterbacks. So Jameis Winston is in play. Will Cam Newton be viewed as a starter again? The, the movement across the league is going to be absolutely insane. And we thought it was crazy last year. That, that's going to have nothing compared to this year. We're talking to Steve Weich, NFL Network reporter here on 101 ESPN. Steve, kind of as, a, as an aside from that at the quarterback position as well, you've got guys like Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson that could potentially be extended this offseason. I wanted to ask you about it because as I look at what's going on with L.A. and Jared Goff and Philly and Carson Wentz and how they kind of got themselves into a situation where they're almost stuck with those guys this offseason, do you think that's going to lead to any um, trepidation by the Browns when it comes to re-signing Baker Mayfield or the Ravens when it comes to re-signing Lamar Jackson? Do you think those teams will be a little more cautious because of what they're seeing with these other teams who re-signed their quarterbacks early and then got stuck later on? Yeah, I think this is a situation. I, I'm, I'm with you. I think they'll let these guys get into that you know post-fourth year before they make the extension. We saw John Harbaugh come out with the Ravens and say they're going to extend Lamar um, at some point. So, you know, they, they're committed to him. They know how talented he is. And I think that will happen with Baker as well. But, uh, you know, we, we saw what happened in Chicago. They didn't extend Mitch Trubisky. Um, and, you know, that's another quarterback situation because Nick Foles, who they thought could take the job, didn't do it. Trubisky comes back and plays well. Now they're in a jam. I mean, do you franchise Mitch Trubisky and pay that guy $27 million for a season? So, um I do think some teams have trepidation. Dak Prescott showed last year to the Cowboys who franchised him, um, you know, and then he gets hurt 
you know, there, there's another reason for trepidation. I think Dak is going to get extended because he showed how valuable he was by not being there. But, yeah, I mean, I think more and more teams are going to be careful because of the golf and the Wentz experiment because they looked so great early and they've leveled off with really strong offensive-minded coaches. Steve, let's uh, let's talk about the games this weekend because I'm curious your perspective. My guy uh, BK over here is a huge Chiefs fan, and I believe he's personally afraid of the Buffalo Bills. And then on the flip side, you got legend against legend with Rodgers and Brady. Who do you see as the uh, Super Bowl contenders this year? Well, I mean, I, you know, I, I like I like the uh, the Packers and the Chiefs, but that doesn't mean that the Chiefs should not be afraid. Of the Buffalo Bills, um, it was a, it was a coaching clinic the last time they met. Early in the season, the Bills dared the Chiefs to run, and, and the Chiefs ran it 45 times and just blew them up. Um, and we saw, you know, the Buccaneers take the Packers apart uh, earlier in the season. That's that's not going to happen again. Um, it, look, it's it's going to come down in the NFC. It's going to come down to the offensive and defensive fronts because the Packers' offensive line was just dominant against the Rams. They're running the ball. But they're facing against they're facing the number one rush defense, right? So if the Bucks can slow down that run game, they've got a really really good shot. You say, wow, you get Aaron Rodgers, he can throw it forty five times and beat you. Yeah, but you can defend teams a little bit differently if you can slow down the run game and get a lead on them. Um, in the AFC, I, I think this is a fantastic game. I think the Chiefs have too many weapons on the perimeter; they can take advantage of some of the passing schemes that the Bills play. Um, and Andy Reid's a great play caller. Just the interesting thing is, if this game gets into a toe-to-toe type match, the, what Josh Allen and the Bills are doing, because the Bills can move the ball in the Chiefs secondary too. Let's let's not act like the Chiefs defense is world beaters. So I think this is going to be a really, really good game. I think for Kansas City, it's going to be important to get an early lead and to, to put it in the hands of Josh Allen more than the Bills would like to. Steve, last question that I've got for you here. I know some of this can be kind of sports radio hacky, but I'm really I'm always interested in it because I, I love kind of the Hall of Fame stuff and looking big picture with these guys. For the quarterbacks, who do you think stands to gain the most by winning a Super Bowl this year? Because like Patrick Mahomes, for instance, could be the first guy to go back to back since Tom Brady in the early 2000s. If Rodgers wins one, it's his second. And we know how significant that is for quarterbacks when it comes to legacy. Who do you think's the quarterback that has the most to gain by winning a Super Bowl this year in your mind? Well, it's Aaron Rodgers because he, you know, look, he's he's two, three years left in his career. Maybe he gets that second one. Like you said, that that pretty much he's he's going to the Hall of Fame anyway. But this this locks it up. And you know, all we've heard is how the Packers have wasted so much of his career by not putting the talent around him to get back to the Super Bowl. Well, now he's got the opportunity. We know Brady; he's you know rock solid. His legacy is is, is the goat. And it's just that Mahomes and Allen have more time. You know, you never know if you're going to get back. You know, we always thought Dan Marino had more more time, too, and never got back. But Mahomes already has one. Josh Allen's got a great opportunity. If he gets one, again, that puts Josh Allen in a certain club. But I think Aaron Rodgers has the most to gain. He's Steve Weich. You can check him out on NFL Network, also host of the Huddle and Flow podcast with Jim Trotter. They're both tremendous. They do fantastic work. So check that out, Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to your podcast. Steve, always appreciate the time, my man. We look forward to talking with you again soon. Hopefully we've got a good Super Bowl to be able to prepare for. Uh, Same with you. Thanks for having me on, guys. This holiday, whether you're making a Kroger Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Kroger has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply.
Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Kroger, fresh for everyone.